in the middle of whatever we're doing, and then I'll play right. that little Sounds clip good. that Mr. Bell has provided. Sounds good. Welcome, Salt Lake and rest of the world. Godless Revolution Podcast. Oh, are we recording now? We're, we're on. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> we got the tail end of your uh, <laughs> pre-podcast explanation. <laughs> so... I am Dan Ellis, and we are joined in studio tonight by Beth Mitchell, Matt's sister. Contreras. Hello. Contreras? Mm hmm. Oh. Is that your nickname? No, she's married. No, that's my married name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, are, do you argue a lot? Are you very contrary? <laughs> uh, no, but nope. I have had the nickname Au Contraire before. Yeah, that's uh, even better, yeah. But yeah. Uh, we also appreciate Dan for keeping up. As well, we've got Josh uh, and Stacy in studio as well. So, Josh Mr. Fulmer. Josh Fulmer, our uh, resident uh, anthropologist of religion who had joined us previously on one of our shows. And tonight, we're going to be talking about Jeebus. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about as far as uh, Jeebus goes? Well, this will be our last episode before Christmas. Yes. So we thought we would do a Christmas episode. But... I just got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah? Like, it, chills. It, is, it is chilly in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to keep it cold in the podcast room. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. But, uh... We kind of wanted to take a different angle because everybody, I think, at this point pretty much knows about the uh, pagan roots and origins of of Christmas and how that was essentially stolen by um, early Christians in Rome, especially Constantine. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to talk about the mistakes of Jesus, uh, his supposed perfection. He didn't make any mistakes. Jesus was perfect. Right. We all know that. Just like God did not make any mistakes when he made <laughs> this world and people. God didn't right. make any mistakes that he had to wipe out the entire fucking planet a couple different times. Yeah. yeah not just once. Kill infants. Or <laughs> several times. Yeah. And according to the Repubtards, it's going to happen pretty pretty soon. Yeah. Again. To, any day now. To whom? Any day now. Who is that according to? The Repubtards. Oh, okay. Those God people. Damn neocons. Handicapped people that visit bars over and over again. They're repub-tards. Exactly. Exactly. Must be I'm laughing at that London. and I feel guilty for doing so. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, we were talking pre-podcast about uh, Jeb Bush announcing that oh, he was yeah. going to be running for POTUS in 2016. And that uh, our, our favorite... Dumbass Canadian Cuban guy, Mr. Cruz. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ted Cruz has has some issues with that because he believes that Jeb Bush is not conservative enough. He's he's too liberal. Yeah. So now we have a we have a Texan, Theodore Cruzevelt, now saying that <laughs> that there's a Bush that's not conservative enough. <laughs> oh, how horrible would that be? Bush three. Oy, yeah. As if the first two weren't bad enough. Yeah. Can can we can we at least have a shot at Clinton too first? I mean, like, is that is that like three strikes and you're out? Like, it just the the United States is no longer even a thing. Yeah, it's a Bush, probably. It's the Bush trilogy. Bush three, the reckoning. <laughs> the reckoning. <laughs> the return of the Jebi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the oil empire strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were both excellent. So I'm, 
I made the mistake today of not having any lunch and then mixing a very strong oh Libre while we were doing the pre thing. So I'm a little bit toasty right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Should Did be you have interesting. a pizza pizza? Yeah, I had three, I think. Okay. Yeah. You'll be all right. Well, on that note, let's talk about Jesus. <laughs> Matt prepared all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what. This is going to have to be a multiple-part series uh, for the podcast uh, the, on his mistakes because I just barely made it out of uh, of his infancy. Um, he made all kinds of mistakes in his infancy? Well, there, there's mistakes in, in the account and uh, the premises involving his, child, oh, okay. his birth and childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, I just want to say, first off, this the, the order of events... And stuff. I leaned on a book by William Floyd by the same name. Uh, but the book is called William Floyd. Yes. <laughs> the book is called The Mistakes of Jesus. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Was that a serious question? Kinda. Oh, okay. I, I must have said that awkwardly. I told you I had a really stiff drink before we started. <laughs> okay. Uh, but the verifying research and wording is my own. Um. Uh, I was just going to start by saying that there's uh. There's a place by my house, there's a liquor store by my house where I seem to always get the same female cashier when I buy booze. And uh, I, uh, I know her in the biblical sense. And uh, what? by that I mean I don't believe a word she says. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that means two things. <laughs> right. Um, and so that, that, that basically, I guess, will kick off what the rest of this will be about. What does she say that you don't believe at all? When you go into the liquor store, let's. Uh, that's a joke, Dan. I'll oh. move on. <laughs> that was just to get us started. I was wondering the same thing too. <laughs> you have ling- these long, in-depth conversations with the cashier at the liquor store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> we shall. Um. There's there's a little bit of an intro here, so most of it will be just me kind of basically reading some of this stuff to get us to the point where we can have some discussion about it. Although, as these always go, we'll just anybody can interject any thoughts or yeah yeah have it any you know what we you know what we neglected to do is say how much we miss having Ryan here. Ryan is away this week. Visiting family for the holidays, and you do seem a little toasty. So <laughs> I miss Ryan. I miss Ryan a no. lot. No, of course, yeah. Figuring out the technology for this podcast was a migraine and a half. So yeah, well, hopefully it works out. Yeah, but sure. yeah, we miss you, Ryan. You and your damn sexy tattoos. <laughs> Which we, that's exactly what we said last time he was gone. He's got a tree on his arm. It's a bit of a callback. All right. Um, some of these are going to be assertions of mine. If there's any disagreement, uh, you know, obviously I welcome it. But uh, um, in our modern world, uh, e- even with all of its shortcomings, um, it's incredibly preferable to the earth or even the heaven of the first century. What was the heaven of the first century? Well, I mean, you know, the claims that they were making about. I mean, I know the earth was not very super. Okay, well, so, but even the heaven that they're talking about, right, it's, it's, I guess it was probably fairly similar to the one they, they talk about today, which, like, the muck isn't as thick, abysmal to me, (laughs) even still. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, who so, does anybody really want to live out eternity right, with okay. their relatives? <laughs> well, that's that's kind of exactly what I mean. Um, uh, we also know now that people can do more to eradicate sorrow and suffering than Jesus ever thought of. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, you know, he, he they say he healed the lame and the blind or whatever, but... And lepers and yeah, you know, whatnot. But those were all people who lived within walking fucking distance of him. Sure. It wasn't wasn't the scientific technology that we have now where we can replace limbs. You right. Know, God doesn't ever heal amputees. God doesn't replace limbs. Science mm-hmm. does that. And when we think about it, um, so we hear a lot of the stories, and I imagine we're going to get into several of those, uh, of where Jesus is healing. Um, now, specifically, specifically, I would say that this isn't done necessarily out of compassion, from an individual who's just going by and saying, oh, look, somebody's blind. I'm going to heal him. Typically, when you're reading these stories, it's done as a teaching tool to further his proselytizing. And mm-hmm. so when he heals somebody, it's look what I can do as the son of God. Yeah, it's not and an not altruistic act. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not altruistic. It's look how fucking cool I am. You guys should follow me because I'm the shit. Yeah, it always reminds me of those the uh, the videos you see of the the preachers that are trying to heal people and they're violently oh, shaking yeah. and screaming and rolling around on the floor, speaking you know, in tongues, and then and claiming they're healed. It the kind of reminds me of that kind of a thing. The televangelist. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. And he would have been probably viewed a lot like that in that time because because he was fairly radical. <clears throat> Not in a good way. Like, are they legitimately totally healed, or are they just, totally just radical? Is yeah. it just you know brainwashing and mind games? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's just it's just an effort to try to get people to follow him. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's just hey, if you follow me, you know, fucking trip and break your ankle, I can fix that shit. Yeah, not yeah. not like today where we have penicillin in prisons for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and also, I mean. Uh, the fact that these accounts were written, you know, anywhere from three hundred to seven hundred years after Christ even lived. Sure, yeah, and we'll get into yeah. some of that as well. Yeah. Um, as a side note, also, if if anyone is convinced that Jesus may have made a mistake, they're not necessarily compelled to be an atheist, right? I mean, uh, if if that's a if that's something that's a, you know you're afraid of using that word or whatever, mm-hmm. but. Or afraid of admitting that he did make any mistakes. Well, unless I say that he's perfect, that means obviously I don't believe in him. Right. But Dan, on a side note of that, um, you know, I can't count how many times it, Christ is perfect, but he did throw <laughs> that tantrum in the temple one time. <laughs> he did uh, beat the shit perfect, out of a tree. <laughs> but he's perfect, yeah. except for this and this, but, yeah, but yeah. perfect. Absolutely yeah, He did perfect. forget to tell his parents where he was going, and they worried about him for a couple of days when they found him at the temple. Yeah, but he's perfect. So, actually, that leads perfectly into the next part where I was going to say, according to many Christian sects, including Mormons, that hold that Jesus was perfect in every way and the perfect Savior of humankind... If he if he's found to have made any mistakes, then neither of those things are true. Well, right. I mean, they they've painted themselves into a corner where they can't admit any fault with Jesus. I mean, they yeah. If to do so would negate a lot of the things that they've taught, but that would be nothing new for the LDS Church. I mean, they change their doctrine all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the end of that is a problem too, because I mean, he can't be the perfect savior be- for them so far because they haven't gotten to the point for him to. 
save them eternally as they believe. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, cause yeah. nobody knows what happens after you die. They're just assuming. Okay. And so, yeah. 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 All right. Sorry. That took me a second. <laughs> I wasn't very clear. <laughs> no, it was fine. I just, uh, Let's uh, let's just let's let's start at the beginning then. Let's let's uh, let's start with the virgin birth. In the beginning, there was the void. In the beginning, yeah. there was the large void of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, be, before <laughs> Jesus be, was born through, <laughs> there was the deepness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we uh, begin this uh, David Copperfield style, uh, not David Copperfield. Who the fuck am I talking about? Anyway, uh, let's I don't go, know. He's I a think, magician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that would have worked if you stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But let, let's go back four thousand years. Jesus uh, never made the Statue of Liberty disappear. <laughs> Shit, and David Copperfield <laughs> did. That probably would have got him a lot more followers. Maybe, right? Yeah. right. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, let's <laughs> let's go back to um, you know Genesis, uh, the story of Adam and Eve, uh, which really, when we think about it, begins the need for for a savior. And yeah. so I, I bring this up because right. logically, right. you know, if if we understand biological evolution, which is one of my, my specialties, uh, we can completely dismiss the need for a savior. Whether or not Jesus Christ actually existed as a historical figure, that's still up for debate. But as a savior, a literal son of God, we can logically dismiss that. Because when we think about um, how evolution works, okay, in the entire universe, um, there is not a single exception to this rule where every child or every organism born has always been the same species as their parents and so therefore mm-hmm. humans you know even even a lot of more liberal christians accept evolution um they are beginning to understand it because it is more prevalent to uh you know mass media everything like that so they're more accepting of the theory of evolution now mm-hmm. uh, more understanding of it we know that humans are not an exception to that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, and I can go through a laundry list of ide- um, items that will tell specifically, yes, we are victims of evolution as well because of this and this and this. I won't nece- necessarily get into that. But we never emerged as a brand new species, you know, hey, we birthed the first human. That never fucking <laughs> happened. That never fucking happened. Not even birthed, but just was there. Yeah. Boom. Boom, we have the first human. You know, we're we're talking about tens of thousands, millions of years from Australopithecine all the way up to Homo habilis, all the way up to Homo sapien. I mean, we're talking about a period of time, almost 10 million years. And so there was never a first human. Right. So if we accept that, where the fuck does Adam and Eve come in? They don't. Because what would have had to have happened if this was literal? Uh, We have God that comes down and says, okay, yeah, you know, I, I started this whole evolution thing. It seemed to work out, at least, well, I know everything, so I know I'm going to destroy all these fuckers here in, in a couple thousand years. But, <laughs> because I but fucked right up, now, right. right now, I mean, this seems like a pretty good thing, so I'm just going to randomly pick uh, you and you over there. Uh, yeah, you're the first people. It doesn't make any logical sense. So if we don't have a first human, uh, we don't have a first man, a first woman, then we can accept that the story of Adam and Eve is allegory. It's not a literal truth. Well, yeah, of course And if it's we not. don't have... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And if we don't have Adam and Eve, we don't have the fall. We don't have original sin. We don't have a need for a savior. We don't have a need for a literal figure, a literal son of God to come down and be that sacrificial mm-hmm. lamb 
to purify all man of sins. It just doesn't doesn't work logically. Yeah, and there's and there's there's a whole can of worms you just opened up there. I mean, aside from the fact that when we're talking about six thousand years ago, this is you know two thousand years after agriculture, and and maybe another also two thousand years after the domestication of dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, you know, there are major incongruities there, but but also the fact that that God put the tree there in the fucking first place. Oh yeah, and so what? You know, there's a whole that's a whole another topic. But um, to get back to Jebus for a minute, mm-hmm. and uh, after his uh, after his so-called virgin birth, um, the original evidence for that actually actually appears in two of the four gospels, Matthew uh, one eighteen. And this is KJV, but he says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Um, there's another account also in Luke, which I'm not going to read. It's basically the same thing, but it's a lot less clear. Um, but, but those are the only two accounts of the virgin birth at all. Um, so there's a number well, of problems there. Well, and it sounds like Matthew... I mean, he talks about being the the child of the of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost or whatever, but doesn't necessarily say that she was a virgin before then, right? Um, at least not in that verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does uh, you said uh, Luke? What's the next reference? Right. And I assume it doesn't mention anything about a virgin birth necessarily in that. And so it seems to me that when we're looking at just biblical text as our history. That there's very little, almost no reference to it, Mary being a virgin. Uh, we we just hear the term espoused. And so because of cultural tradition, there could be an assumption based upon just that verse that she is a virgin. Am Perhaps. I correct? Perhaps. I yeah, I don't I don't know enough about the translation and the and the languages, but um I, I would I would assume that there's a lot of assumptions being made in these verses. Um, but one thing that's not an assumption for sure is that the authors of the Gospels are anonymous. They're unknown, right? So we don't even know who, who it is that's talking about this, but they sure as hell weren't eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I think um, it's questionable, too, because, I mean, there's there's a lot of cultural, mythological stories of creation of, you know, gods being born and things of that nature that were virgin births. I mean, it's not a new idea when Mary... Sure was a virgin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know, the Jesus virgin birth is not a new idea. Right, including the Buddha. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, and for, for ancient peoples, that would have been miraculous, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they all knew well, that in order to get pregnant, you had to have been inseminated and had sure. to have had sex and all of that good stuff. So if you are just all of a sudden pregnant, how the fuck does that happen? Right. That's never happened before. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's and there's... And there's a long-standing fear of vaginas throughout history as well. I mean, just generally, for whatever reason. But you know, I'm seriously. I know it sounds. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it does yeah, sound funny, but like you know, menstruation is is somewhat sinful. A painful Where childbirth. people were isolated for you know weeks at a time when they were menstruating because it was going to bring devils and plagues sure. to the yeah. community. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's considered unclean and all that kind of stuff. Well, and um, think about Zoroastrianism and um, you know uh, Hindi and. The cosmic egg. I mean, essentially, that would be uh, equated to a virgin birth, essentially, because a egg comes out of nothing existence uh, without any any uh, procreative act. An egg. Yeah. Mm. 
and when we do an Easter special, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be a long one, too. Um, but aside from being unknown authors of the gospel, this also, as you hinted at before, was, was a fairly large period of time, uh, at, considerable after, after the death of Jesus, not the birth, that these were written. Um, so, again, we've got unknown authors, clearly not eyewitnesses, talking about who knows what from who knows where. Where all of this was, I mean, even if you want to take into account that, you know, maybe these things did happen, then the only way that they were ever passed down was through oral tradition. Mm-hmm. There was nothing written prior to any of mm-hmm. these. I mean, it was yep. all just, it, w- it was a long fucking game of telephone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, even, and probably even more uh, condemning for this is that both of these authors uh, uh, betray their own tales by tracing the descent of Jesus through from David through Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and all that aside, I mean, we we also have um, if you just look at the text itself, we're not we're not looking at any of the information that's being deduced from it. But you just look at the linguistics used, you can deduce that there's multiple authors for each of the Gospels. And so we're not talking about one anonymous author that's writing this text 500 to 700 years after the fact. We're talking multiple authors. And just like you said, with a long game of telephone. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, fuck, I put 10 people in a row and I tell them, you know monkey tits or something it's gonna fucking just be completely well and misconstrued and who knows how many languages yeah oh hell yeah you know and 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 who may have had uh you know some some sort of incentive to make it sound a certain way mm-hmm. you know or whatever um who do you guys think was smarter jesus or buddha i mean just in terms of not letting themselves get crucified <laughs> that's that's uh, Anthony Jesselnick, fucking yeah. Jesselnick, yeah. <laughs> Just in terms of not getting crucified, <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, any other thoughts or opinions about that that particular? I mean, there's there's a million roads we could go down. I'm trying to con- I've tried to condense this mm-hmm. about the virgin birth because we can we can move on a little bit to his infancy. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think okay. that yeah. There, there's no, there's no reason to to believe that it would have ever been a virgin birth. I mean, that's just fucking yeah. silly. Anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about reasons to believe, right? Then there's no reason to believe he existed at all. Yeah. Well, there there was a big debate about that in the atheists of Utah group uh, last week, and most people agreed. Yeah, there's you know little to no evidence of it, and one person in particular was saying, "Oh no, you know there's there's some evidence. We have Josephus. Sure, mm. there may be two accounts from Josephus. One of them if has they, been if they can be attributed to him at all. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and one of them has been you know pretty much thoroughly debunked yeah. as bullshit, and the other you know talks about Jesus, the brother of James, but it also it also mentions several other people named jesus so i mean it's it's all like there for any well, for any uh contemporaneous accounts of jesus it just they don't fucking exist yeah, i think i think this this is a this you're hitting on a great point that that drives me crazy and um i'm in control of the of the board tonight so if i need to be muted sorry tough shit everybody <laughs> uh but here here's the thing for some reason, when it comes to belief, and we start talking about God and Jesus and whatever it is, right? 
all of a sudden, everybody, even atheists, for the most part, take a different view on this, right? So if I was to say, I still don't see any reason to believe in Bigfoot, right? For the majority of people would say, yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know. But there's still going to be a contingent of people out there like, well, we've got footprints. They'll be like, yeah, granted, a majority of them have been thoroughly destroyed, but there's still a couple of them out there. Then absolutely nobody's going to say that's reason enough to believe that they exist. Nobody. And so in that sense, I'm saying we've got that amount of a shred of, of evidence that Jesus may possibly have existed but when it because it's religious, people hang on to that. Well, I still could. No, I don't believe it. Yeah, that's well, not and, enough. And this particular thread generated tons and tons of comments. And I've been really busy at work this week, so I didn't have have much of a chance to comment on it. But you know, one of the one of the arguments that this particular defender of a store of a, of the historicity of of Jesus uh, said, you know, one of the things that I can point to that that you know makes me tend to believe that yes, he actually existed was that. You know, we had several people, uh, you know, following Jesus and and accounts of of early Christians, and you know, just as in several other things, this was all passed down through oral tradition and blah blah blah. Okay, fine. If you want to say this was passed down through oral tradition and people followed it because they'd been given these 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 uh, oral stories of of Jesus. You know what? What then makes you think that any of the accounts of of any of the indigenous Native American tribes aren't fucking factual? Sure. That you know, none, none that none of their ancestors actually you know turned into fucking eagles and soared above whatever, and they've got yeah. this transcendental experience and all that. Why do you disbelieve that? But for some reason, you still will say, "Oh no, there's there's." You know, there's reason to believe that Jesus may have existed. Yeah, sure. That's that was like the weakest, stupidest fucking argument I saw mm-hmm. on there. Well, yeah, I just, I, to me, to me, belief requires some sort of. A, you, you just, you just don't believe everything you hear. You right. know what I mean? Right. There's well, and when somebody has to provide some sort of reason, and especially when the evidence for it is, is so specious. Enough. I mean, there's, That's what there's I mean. no, there's. I mean, when you look at. The, the number of believers and for the for the length of the belief and to look back and see, well, we have this one tiny bit of maybe evidence yeah. from fucking centuries ago. Ah, uh, sure. I'll believe it then. Well, that's, that's, that's been silly. translated that's ex- over and over mm. and yeah, over. That's fucking that's silly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, well, we have this one footprint and nobody's quite sure where it came from. So Bigfoot. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Just the same as I don't believe in leprechauns. But... You know, Jesus may have been a real guy. Of course he may have, but do I believe he was? No. 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 Well, well and then I mean and then even if even if you were to accept the fact that there may have been some wandering carpenter Jew back back in the, you know, back 2000 years ago, it's a huge, huge fucking leap to say that, that he was born of a virgin birth and is oh, the yeah. son of a god. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you, yeah. As Christopher Hitchens says, you have all your work ahead ahead of you. Still. Yeah, you have all of your work still to ahead prove of you that, to prove that any, any of that is of fucking things. true. Yeah. Can okay. I just say that Mary was very smart? Well, let's for, just let's just assume that for this, cheating on Joseph and no, disguising well, it that way, well, so yeah. that she wouldn't be stoned. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. Back then, I mean, if you were to become pregnant, yep. out of wedlock the repercussions mm. for that so how i mean how would you 
explain it otherwise. Well, see, I mean, she was well, she and, incredibly and, smart to come up with an idea such as that. And that's a plausible answer. Yeah, and I, I think you, you hit something pretty big. I mean, when you look at Judaic law, um, I mean, they had a fundamental misunderstanding of, of biology when it comes to procreation. I mean, we're looking at, okay, people only come from sperm. Okay, women actually have nothing to do except that they incubate the sperm. Except everything. To do. But we, we understand that now because we're not fucktards. Okay. But back you know, back then Well, I think some people yeah. nowadays still don't understand that concept. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sure. um, you know, and so a lot of the Judaic traditions, a lot of that, you know, the the woman automatically was put to death if if she had uh, command adultery, but for the men, I mean, yeah, sure, take on concubines, uh, whatever. Right. The women were actually encouraged to uh, sleep with the other concubines, um, you know, encouraged into homosexuality and everything of that sort. But with Mary's story, I mean, you're exactly right. If she was a real person, without even batting an eye, they would put her to death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, but but instead, it was. Well, I was raped by a ghost. Yeah. What? Well, but he was holy. Well, I still don't. And we're gonna have to raise a, a cave Jew for the rest of our lives. <laughs> but it's okay because maybe it was just he's more gonna like, be radical. I yeah. <laughs> I promise I didn't sleep with anybody. Yeah. I promise. And well, so and maybe here's the thing. Kinda, even, kinda, no, know. no, I know, I know. But I'm just even I, if she yeah. had it's slept just, with Joseph, even if it was Joseph's child, the fact that they were not married, sure. Then it goes into the it, Jew, yeah. Judaic law of economics. So, even if it was Joseph's child, she still would have been put to death because it was out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. Now, Joseph, on the other hand, he could have raped somebody and, oh, you know what? I raped you. You're not my wife. Yeah, they would have, you know, yeah, that's kind she of the law. Had to marry him. Yeah. You have to marry me now. I'll have to give your father X amount of silver and, yeah. 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 Um, let's move on to the, the slaughter of the firstborns by Herod. Okay. Okay. Um, it, this is it's actually a rather central point to Christianity and the Christmas story, um, at, at least to the mythology. But uh, it seems pretty likely, at least from what I could tell, that it, that it probably didn't happen at all. Um, the the killing of all the firstborns. Yeah, yeah. Herod's decree to to kill the firstborns, at, at, or at least during the time when Jesus would have been an infant, but probably not at all. Well, I mean, even the even the biblical account talks about Herod ordering the the killing of what was it, children under three or four or something like that. I mean, it was it was this long, it was this you know fairly wide range of yeah go and murder all of these toddlers through newborns because I'm not entirely sure how old this fucking Messiah is. So well, I think the just story wipe them all out. The story in the Bible is a little more vague and you know, the period of time that it is, they kind of, it, you know, leaves a period of time open to where Jesus could have been an infant as opposed to a baby. Well, it's, so, it's much more vague. In fact, the Gospels, which are uh, cornerstones of Christianity and almost all the Christian sects, including Mormonism, even though they don't read the Bible very often, are almost entirely silent about this. Um, what What I could find was that Mark, Luke, nor John provide a word about it. Mm -hmm. Nothing. You know, and aside from a religious anecdote, if we will, um, you know, uh, 
specifically stemming from the Bible and and stemming from religious authors. You know, we're we're talking fifteen hundred years back all the way. Uh, aside from referencing these specific scriptures, there is no anthropological evidence. There's no ethnographic evidence, and there's zero archaeological evidence that these events ever took place. As far as Herod writing a decree to kill all the babies, right, right, and I and I can I can. I can hear the. I could hear this when I was writing this down. That uh, people were going to say, "Yeah, well, literary literary inconsistencies don't prove anything," you know. Which, yeah, of course they don't. But this is a huge omission. Yeah. And I yeah, just, I right, just referenced by, by the major. Yeah, and I just referenced three fields of science. Yeah, that yeah, agree but, with the statement that this never happened. Yeah, but how do you know science is real? Were you there? <laughs> yes, I was. You weren't there, <laughs> right? So look so, at the physical evidence, my friend. <laughs> right. So, so this this massacre is omitted by seventy five percent of these canonized authors. Yeah, right. That that to me is significant about this particular event. Um. Uh. Oh, actually, I even found that Josephus, right, and I, and I wrote the oft cited historian. For clumsy, clumsy modern apologist <laughs> who lived at the time of Herod failed to mention this supposed massacre as well. And you would have, you would think that if something like that were decreed, I mean that's a that's a horrific thing to decree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we would, everybody would have been running about thing. that. Would, that would definitely yeah, be yeah, documented. You're not talking yeah, about you're not talking about you know wiping out. People, you know, you're not talking about killing slaves. You're not talking about killing yeah, enemies or enemies, anything like that. You're talking about killing fucking babies in and your decimating own almost an yeah. entire in your own country, your killing own country. your own people in your own country. Yep. And, and you just hit it right there. Every single one of them under a certain age must be put to death, and that's written nowhere. That seems kind of well, odd. It's written in Matthew. Well, yeah, but I mean, outside yeah, five hundred years after, after the fact, the fact. Yeah, outside yeah, of yeah, outside of fact. any biblical account, it's written nowhere, and and not uh, yeah, and not mentioned by any of the other three gospel authors or by Josephus, who, yeah. who, who like I said, was is is the one that everyone loves to jump to, even yeah. though that's tenuous, it's uh, at best. But, um, uh, yeah, okay. So as as a point of interest too, the date of Jesus's birth is placed between four BC and seven AD. Uh, Matthew says that Jesus was born in the days of Herod, which, of course, it had to be because he's the only one to mention the slaughter of Herod, Mm -hmm. right? So he had to place it there. Mm -hmm. Um, But Luke says it was when Cyrenius was the governor of Syria. Um, So Herod died in 4 BC, and Cyrenius started his term as governor in 7 AD. So not only are historians unsure about this. The biblical accounts don't line up. But the writers, yeah, the writers themselves don't even agree. Yeah. Um, now, granted, it's only eleven years, but still, right? We're we're talking about a perfect God here, mm-hmm. right? And, literal and, and scripture these, and, and literal scripture inspired authors. These these are canonized groups of scripture. So we're talking about the Messiah. Why, why we're talking about somebody who and, and who should have been drawing and and having all kinds of fucking attention. There should be no contradiction and, at all in any of the accounts of anything he did or said or. Or, or the timeline of any of the events of his life. I exactly. mean, that should be fucking nailed down everywhere tight as shit. Exactly. Yep, and, yep. and most mainstream Christians will also deny the uh, time discrepancy. They'll deny that these were written 500 years after the fact. I mean, they 
fully like to believe that, you know, this was an account directly from Moses. This was an account directly from Mark, from Luke, from Paul. Uh, the people who were walking with Jesus, knew Jesus, were able to see his face. But that is not the, there is no shred of truth in that. Yeah. And so when we're talking about these discrepancies, is very indicative. When you just look at the linguistics of the Bible, is very indicative that these are not first-hand accounts. This is not a first-hand account from from an inspiration. This is a telephone game, just mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so just by looking at the language of the Bible, you know that it was written at least a generation removed. Mm-hmm. And it's right there in the fucking structure of the syntax. Mm-hmm. We don't have to argue the facts. We don't have to argue anything else. Uh, you know, when when talking about okay, this was written, you know, five hundred years out of the fact, we can look at the syntax and say this is a generation removed at least. Yeah. Well, and I've heard people say that it, you know a lot of the accounts and a lot of the scriptures start uh, even as close as forty years, but I mean you're still talking at least a generation. Mm-hmm. You're still talking about, I mean, the the average lifespan back then was, what, 30 to 40 years old? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're still talking about an entire generation of people removed from any firsthand account of Jesus. And the accounts don't ever say, I saw this, I saw that, I did this, I did that. It's, you know, so-and-so went to the tomb. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, they're, they're not firsthand accounts. It's... It's it's all third party accounts mm-hmm. talking about some of the things that they have been told or that other people have said. It's not it's it's not, you know, I was a disciple of Jesus and this is what he did during his lifetime. Yeah. And um so uh one of the things that I always like to to illustrate in this point, I mean when when we're looking at those linguistic differences, um you look specifically, and this is what I always use as, as an example, you have three different names for God in the Old Testament. So you have Him, I Am, and then Lord, uh, or God, or whatever it, what it, whatever it is. And it's always associated with a different style of writing. Each name is associated with a different style of writing. So you can say, uh, well, I'm reading a verse that says, I Am. And it has a very specific style of writing. Well, that's one author. Mm-hmm. And then when it mentions Lord or God, that's a distinct, separate entity writing that. Mm-hmm. When it says Him, you know, capital H, that's a third author. Mm-hmm. And so we can kind of uh, cluster those verses together, and we can say, oh, you know, we have at least at least three authors that we can identify just based on the syntax. <clears throat> and well, and, and several Christians will turn that around and say, see, yeah, it, it is the truth, because we have more than one person even writing about it. And and saying similar things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can say the same thing about Star Trek fan fiction. <laughs> you know that doesn't make Star Trek true, even though it they doesn't? gave us the fucking cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And for, automatic for, doors. For your sake, we'll say Harry Potter fan fiction. We know that's not true. For my sake. <laughs> for your sake. Because you're I, I because know. I don't like because you're a fucking adult and you don't watch Harry Potter. Correct. Um, <laughs> just like I don't watch Spider Man. <laughs> Or any hey, other no. any any of those other books that were designed to make children read, <laughs> and now adults talk about them like they're serious issues. Watch. I like comic books. 
But, 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 but it, it, it's worth noting that this harassment is coming from a guy that's wearing a Mickey Mouse Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a fucking rebuttal for that. It's a goddamn Mickey Mouse Band-Aid. <laughs> what did you do to your finger? Why would uh, you wear a Band-Aid? Well, you know... <laughs> Matt's like, why isn't it fucking duct tape? Okay, Come so on, you pussy. So here, here's. <laughs> I prefer super glue, but yeah. Here's here's my story about this. So I was, uh, you know, I, I'm working as a chef right now uh, for barbecue, and I had cut my finger to the bone. Um, I'm not going to mention names, but the um, guy I was working on under, uh, even just a week ago, I cut my finger to the bone. He said that he didn't have the money for me to be able to go to the doctors, which is kind of against the law. Mm. And I not just kind of <laughs> very very much against the law. Um, so I grabbed a needle and thread and gave myself oh, nice. stitches in front of him just to be a dick. Okay, so you're not really that'll busy. show I'll him. That back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it showed him, ah. <laughs> and it's still open and festering, and it fucking hurts. Now, actually, you know, I uh, no, that's cool. But, uh, I, uh, <laughs> Good story, bro. <laughs> no, Good I story, just, bro. I was just, just going to refer to our pre-podcast conversation about how Josh and I both broke the Kinsey scale, but yet I could taste some testosterone during that conversation. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so it is acceptable now that he's wearing a Mickey Mouse band aid. Well, but more acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story, bro. Good story, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we can <laughs> Getting move on. back to Jesus. Oh, man. Where the fuck was I? Um, I think you just went to the bathroom. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, Mormons like to say that their bodies are temples, uh, but only because they hate Palestine. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> but uh, I don't because I don't know enough about that whole situation, but it seems awfully clusterfuck to me. Yeah. And I'm not sure which side. Which situation are you referring to? Israel and Palestine, but we don't have to get into that one. Yeah. I was just I was just it was a joke on the Mormons talking about cuz I have tattoos. Uh-huh. And their bodies are temples. Uh-huh. I thought, yeah, well, only because you. Well, don't they decorate? Palestine. Don't they decorate their temples anyway? Well, but I, yes, they do. But I, but I also, I <laughs> also fucking know, hypocrites. I also know very, uh, very devout Mormon women that have had uh, liposuction or some work done on their face, makeup tattoo, makeup tattoos. I don't, or, I don't see any difference between that. Facelifts, right? That's all permanent artistic uh-huh. tattoos. Yeah, what the uh-huh. fuck? But, yeah, but it's not. But that's ears pierced. It's not expressly yeah. forbidden. That's okay because we brush it under the rug. We don't talk about it. But tattoos. I mean, oh my god. Right. Right. So don't judge me because I yeah. sin differently than well, you. Well, yeah, they're not. They're not supposed to have any kind of piercings either, and most of them have their ears pierced. Yeah. My grandmother does not have her ears pierced. Right. But the prophet, she's she's very obedient. Very LDS, yeah. But remember, Gordon B. But Hinkley. she still goes to yeah, Wendover. Hinkley came out and said you could <laughs> yeah. have well, one. There you go. One yeah. one set of one in each modest. Yeah. Yeah. But he piercings. never explicitly forbade plastic surgery. That's the thing. 
Like he never said, right. no, you can't do that. So now we have, uh, you know, this opens up another can of worms, but we have individuals who have to tell you what's okay and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the prophets never told me I can't get plastic surgery. So now we have the highest yeah. rates of plastic surgery in the contiguous United States and Utah <laughs> because the prophets never said it wasn't okay. But don't have coffee or tea. But don't yeah. have coffee see, or tea because that will send you to hell. But go ahead and, and have not, rock stars or Red Bulls because those are much better for yeah, you. Or, yeah. Oh, but it's titanic acid or, you know, fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, and I'm not, let's not open up another maturity debate here <laughs> while, while Dan and I are here. Which, by the way, I still have rebuttals to that, but I don't want to, I, I don't want to ever do that on the show again. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we spent three episodes on it, so. and that was Mr. Mackey right there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Drugs are bad and kind. Drugs are bad and kind. Mm-hmm. But caffeine's was... bad and kind. Coffee and tea are bad. Coffee and tea are bad. Yeah, Stan, just... Stan, can I just stop you for a minute there? Okay. <laughs> Coffee and tea are bad. I can't do any South Park. Things. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I appreciate art and stuff like that, but I. Stopped using construction paper over a decade ago, so I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch that either. I don't much. think they actually use that. No, they. I think it's all it is now. computer. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, but anyway, I was just I was going to say that that you know that what Josh was just talking about about how you know well the prophet didn't necessarily say this or whatever that just that that to me reminds me exactly of a tot anywhere from three to thirteen maybe even seventeen year old. Who's trying to figure out exactly where the lines are? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't. You didn't say that I couldn't do this. Yeah. Yeah, but you fucking know that's what I meant. God damn it. You know. But this is how fifty-year-olds are acting. Yeah. <laughs> well, the prophet didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there's a maturity issue there too. It, it's fucking bullshit. Like I, we were, uh, me and my wife uh, Stacy, who's uh, not wanting to talk tonight. Um, we were at Lucky Thirteen with some friends. She's uh, talked plenty tonight. <laughs> Just not into the microphones. <laughs> uh, but we were at Lucky 13 um, having drinks with a co-worker and, and apparently her parents. Um, and he's he's a Republican. Uh, he's not a member of the Tea Party, but he's, um, he's he claims he's spiritual. So he believes in God. He believes that there's no evidence against it. And he posed the perfect question, well. which is the question I love when I get asked. Well, what's to stop you from murdering oh, and yeah. raping? Well, that's that's a that's a juvenile question. Uh, no, it, it really is. But this goes in line with everything that we're we're kind of shooting around right now. You know, with coffee tea. Right. Uh, the prophet didn't tell me to do that, so you know, or not to do that, so I can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of you know what. I rape and I murder exactly how much I want. Right. And that number is zero. zero. <laughs> right. Well, and, and the real question is, why aren't you raping and murdering? Because your God has done that because, over and over again. Well, exactly. But somebody, somebody else has to dictate to you what is moral and, and moral. You cannot make that decision. You're almost incapable of making that decision for yourself. Yeah, I, so you have to have somebody else... And a, a, a large spectrum of dogma to tell you that that's not okay. I would even argue the use of the word moral in that sense. Yeah, well, so yeah. so if back in the day before I not. even identified as an atheist, because I wasn't entirely sure what an atheist was, uh, my, my friend uh, Jason Stock, who introduced me to the first bit of atheist literature that I ever read, which was Carl Sagan's uh, Demon Haunted World yeah. Sciences Again. Oh, Gambling. my God. Great, great book, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, so Jason Stock, 
we were both working at AT&T Universal Card, and I remember we were sitting around chatting one day, and, you know, he, even back then, I mean, this was 93, 94, I want to say, was a professed atheist. He'd gone on an LDS mission, came back, the whole bit. I mean, was was he knew what an atheist was and, uh-huh. and, and identified as an atheist. I had never had a belief in God or anything. I was raised LDS, uh, never had a testimony of the church. I was an atheist. I just didn't really know what an atheist was, mm-hmm. right? So Jason was the first one to kind of introduce me to atheism and everything. And we were sitting around work one day having a conversation, and one of the guys that we worked with was very, very, very LDS. And and he and Jason were kind of going the rounds, and, and this guy said something about, well, you know, as an atheist, well, why aren't you just out raping and murdering people and robbing banks and stuff? And mm-hmm. Jason's like... So if you didn't believe in God, are you saying that you would be out doing those things? And the guy's like, yeah, I'd be out doing those. And, oh, wow. and you know, at the time I had, you know, very little experience in atheism. I didn't, I didn't have any debate skills or rebuttal skills mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. And now when I look back on that, I, I think, you know, so you're not really moral. You, you, don't act, you don't act morally because that's what suits you or what you think is best. You just fear punishment. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are an immoral fucking person. It's just the fear of punishment that keeps you from doing those shitty yeah. fucking things. Yep. And wouldn't that be indicative of sociopathy? Right. Even. Right. I mean, the fact that you can't make those decisions for you, you have to allow society and allow other individuals. You to have to have form. a. You have to have an invisible sky daddy telling you what to do. Exactly. I, w- I would say that's even worse than sociopathy and psychopathy. Yeah, you know, because because at least they're able to determine for themselves. They operate almost entirely on an isolated basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is somebody that's like, uh, "Just tell me and I'll do it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell me I don't do it. I don't do that too. Yeah, and and for this that's, guy, the whole the whole idea ridiculous. of of not murdering and raping when you don't believe in a god was completely foreign. He couldn't understand that at all. And why mm-hmm. would somebody who claims that say, "Yeah"? If I didn't believe, I would do that stuff. Yeah, and then to turn around and say that atheists have no morals, mm-hmm. right, or or no grounds for morality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I look back on like that's one of those times that you wish that you knew now what you're the yeah, you yeah, wish yeah. that you knew then yeah, what you know yeah, now yeah. because Dan, that is a golden ticket right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the fucking happy meal with two toys <laughs> yeah. right there. Oh Dude, my I, God. I yeah. think that. About every episode we do, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have said that <laughs> every, every week. <laughs> but you know, I have noticed if I actually prepare and I'm somewhat thoughtful about it, I don't get a whole lot of contention on the show. So that's interesting. Maybe I shouldn't talk out of my ass so it's much. The speaking off the cuff thing that gets you into trouble sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When I unleash the Irish. The Irish came out of me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. That shit back Only in potatoes. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like potatoes. Um, potatoes you're the are worst delicious. Irishman I've ever met. I know. Fries you don't like delicious. fucking whiskey, and you don't I like, like potatoes. It. I like it, but I can't shoot it. That there, you no. Know. I know. I know. No. <laughs> I know. No. I only can if I'm already buzzed. If I got a good buzz going, I. I can do it, but <laughs> other than that, I know it's weird. I, I can do all kinds of all kinds of liquors. Yeah, whiskey though, I don't know. Whiskey's in no no. Hmm. Is my I have my phone connected? Is it muted over there? I thought I heard just a little buzzing there. 
Maybe. Oh, well, well yeah, you can yank the cord. That'll do it. <laughs> I don't know what button it it's is. It's muted so. now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> All right, so let's move on uh, to we, a little we miss later. you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as long as this even actually gets uploaded, assuming this whole episode is working. Yeah. All the numbers are progressing in an order I would expect, so hopefully. Well, good. Let me <laughs> let me ask a question based on this morality conversation that we were just having, and hopefully I can express with cogency what I have in my brain. Uh-huh. So we're talking about these people that say that they... If they if there was no punishment for raping and killing and all sorts of things, they would do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I hear that all the time. Yeah, I would venture to say that people who willingly murder and things of that nature, knowing there will be repercussions, maybe are more moral than those than those who don't do well, it. Well, because but you only would, do so out of you fear. would think so. Yeah, you would yeah. because the people that are doing it that know that they're going to be repercussions. It's kind of like you know, the mob guy that kills somebody is like, see you in hell, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> well, you know, and, and there's so many idiosyncrasies in that. I mean, we, we can argue crimes of passion, you know, where individuals forget about the repercussions because they're so filled with different hormones in their body. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, rage. Just kind uh, of talking generic. Yeah, I, think, I think on a basic level, though, it's a it's an actually it's an interesting question. I'm not exactly sure how to answer that because... Mm. So I mean, let's I mean, even someone, people that fear, you know, yeah. people that believe in God, and you know, f- maybe would fear the punishment of that, yeah. but still so, have to, you know, answer to this inner need to, you know, violate somebody else. Right, but mm-hmm. they're, but, but in a sense, I guess what you're saying is that they're doing what they want to do despite the outcome, and the other people are cowering to the outcome and neglecting what they want to do, and that's more respectable. No, no, I'm. I'm not saying respectable. I don't think either yeah, position that's a, that's is respectable. A bad word to use there. Um, hmm. I think maybe I what she's what, what she's trying to articulate is is more true uh, to yourself. Uh, true well, of course, to yeah, more, yeah, of course, more that. true to who you are. It, cer- and, it certainly is that. that. Yeah, yeah, because I can tell you, you know, deriving your morality from yourself. Wait, there's I, a lot I of times where Josh I'm like, can tell us about yeah, this. <laughs> There's a lot of times I'm like, I want to kill this motherfucker in front of me just because they're <laughs> riding their brake too much. And, like, you know, given the opportunity, I probably might because I have really bad road rage. Um, Godless Revolution does not endorse it, so I have to not Josh until Mark. But, you know, if, if we look at it from a, a biological level, um, so we have two different concepts. We have uh, behavioral ecology, which I'll explain a little bit, and uh, something that's called indirect reciprocity which is a word or a phrase that i throw around a lot when uh people are discussing you know without god there's no morals uh, which is complete bullshit because we have over 1500 identified species that exhibit this concept called indirect reciprocity which is mm-hmm. really what karma or the idea of karma is so what you you recognizes that we have a social group you know so we can talk Let's about get into eastern stuff right now no no, no I'm, I, I'm not <laughs> that's so that's that's okay. that's that's, the, that's the whole thing this is this is biological this is not bullshit um <laughs> <laughs> all right perfect i was gonna yeah. say we could have you back but never mind yeah. we're on yeah. the same page yeah uh, <laughs> so you know so you, you have um even dolphins, elephants, bonobos, chimps—they mm-hmm. all have uh, exhibit this indirect reciprocity. Even, even 
reaches monkeys and, and reaches monkeys and, um, and uh, parrots. Which is the idea that you know we have this social hierarchy, and so we have to make this group work. So everybody has their own set aside. Even humans, I mean, especially humans, we have um, our our set aside uh, jobs that we're supposed to do as individuals. Um, now we've allowed dogma and religion to fuck that up royally. Okay, so now we have gender <laughs> roles and everything like that, which is complete and utter bullshit. But with indirect reciprocity, it's the idea that if I have a good society, if I have a good community I'm living in, then good's going to come back to me. So how do I make that good? Are you talking about the secret? This is (laughs) the secret to life. Because that explains a lot of things. It explains why rape victims get raped because they were not thinking positively. And this this actually has nothing to do with that. It's just, um, you know, the (laughs) indirect reciprocity is the idea that if I do good, then the community is going to be a better place. And eventually that's going to come back. Contributing to the society, being a productive member to whatever group you're in. Exactly. So if you look at, you know, let's let's take this, uh, the human aspect, the cultural niche out of it, if you will. Uh, we look at chimpanzees. Uh, chimpanzees, um, they're incredibly social, uh, even to the point where they actually do have a culture, okay? Uh, a culture that could even mirror Homo, sapi- uh, homo sapiens. Um, it's, it's incredible. Uh, but they have, um, you know, groups of hunters. They have groups of gatherers. And if those chimpanzees fail to do uh, what needs to be done to contribute to that society then they're not putting any good into it and they're removed, they're killed, they're left for dead, whatever it is, because they're not contributing to make the society work. That's the basis of what indirect reciprocity is. So you're saying chimpanzees are Republicans? Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, which actually explains a lot. Okay, or Republicans or chimpanzees? I'm Republi- not sure. Republicans or chimpanzees? Uh, you know, and, and there's, I mean, the, granted, there's volumes and volumes and volumes written on this shit. So I'm just trying to uh, condense it. But that's essentially uh, what the indirect reciprocity is. Um, you know, we're we're doing good with the hopes that good is going to come back into us and then behavioral ecology the other uh, concept that i mentioned is we have um an environment that we live in uh, and we take culture into that we take everything um you know the the technology that we use uh, the food that we eat the beverages that we drink that's all part, part of our environment the people that we interact with all part of our environment and so behavioral ecology is a way to break that environment down and determine what we, how we make decisions. Okay, and we're making decisions based upon the resources that we have. That's behavioral ecology in a nutshell. And you combine those two together and you look at these individuals who are out there murdering. Okay, so they're, um, you know, and I'm just going to take one example. This obviously does not reflect every single person who commits a murder or commits a crime, but you have an individual who goes out there, okay, and they're operating on that indirect reciprocity and behavioral ecology. And they see somebody, uh, you know, beating the shit out of, you know, Joe Schmo, whatever, and they jump God, in. I fucking hate that yeah. guy. I know. Right? <laughs> I, was, I, I thought you were talking about the guy that cut you off, and I was like, where's the Yeah, okay, the so, so it's the guy that, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, I like that. So we're going to, we're going to, um, right now, it's story time with Josh. We're going to talk, we're going to justify yeah, my Mer- road Mary, rage. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, we're going to justify my road rage with anthropological <laughs> terms. 
Okay, so I have an individual who's obviously not following the law. They're obviously not obeying the laws of the road, which is causing me, uh, you know, a little bit of a, uh, a lot of bit of anger. Okay, so but they're not contributing to society in, in a good way. Okay, so at least, my, on the at least road, in that sense, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that's the only. The only way I know them the only way is to on gauge the road. Them, yeah. That's the only way to gauge them. So automatically, my reptilian side of my brain judges that they are not a good member of the society. Okay, so what do I need to do? I need to remove them from that society. Going to run his fucking car off the road. And so I look at my behavioral ecology. Okay, I'm driving in a car. All right, so my decision making right now is based upon what my environment is. I'm in the car. Uh, you know, I, I've had to drink a little bit because I'm really, really just. I'm self-conscious about my driving, so I have to have a few drinks before I get behind the wheel. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Shit. Once again, the Godless Revolution does not necessarily endorse the views of Josh Fulmer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I run the fucker off the road because I'm removing them from the society because he's obviously not contributing to... Uh, uh, you know, a good moral ethical base right. no, I uh, get for it. society. You're I drive like, them hey, out the road. I remove them. Listen from- here, Joe Schmo. Yeah. I'm going to give you a big fucking Mickey Mouse Band-Aid on your face. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Stacey, and, and that's, that's kind of a roundabout way of putting it where people will actually make the decision to remove individuals who are not contributing to society. I mean, you look at the, uh, uh, it might be, or I just might have a sexy, uh, sensual voice, uh, whatever. Um, but people will remove it. for peeking out. Yeah, people will no. remove those individuals from society who are not contributing. So they will murder. They will leave for dead those who they do not believe are contributing to society. That's where religion comes in. The dogmatic approach completely fucks that up. So mm-hmm. that dogmatic approach will be like, well, this guy is a homosexual, so I have to kill them. Well you're kind of ignoring that behavioral ecology or you're just allowing dogma to affect that by saying that this, you know, I'm deciding that this person is not a good member of society. So they need to be put to death. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I think we have different levels of that with different religions and and mm. society is so big that the groups, those social groups are, very large and very overlapping you know i mean Mm -hmm. you have a group of chimpanzees there's not that many of them you know 20 or so maybe that live in one specific area that interact with the same species Mm -hmm. the same group of of chimpanzees all the time with with humans it's a lot different i mean there's a lot more there's a lot more things going on the society is much diversity yes much bigger yeah which complicates things a lot for sure and then uh you know to my amazing ability to come full circle and and bring it back to the topic at hand Um, (laughs) so (laughs) you know that's that's why um you see uh people who latch on to dogma you know such as the story of jesus um you know that's that's a uh that's a common ground that individuals have. It's a moral compass that individuals have, and they place that moral compass uh, incorrectly towards this individual. And so that's why it becomes so divisive. You know, we, we're, we're arguing about whether or not Jesus is real, uh, historically accurate, whatever that may be. Um, but people 
are so upset and angry by the suggestion that this isn't true because they base their entire um, behavioral ecology on whether or not this individual is true. If you take away... Well, it takes away the personal responsibility. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, and... And there's nothing, I don't have anything against, you know, AA programs or anything like that, but I think it's really tough for addicts that... I do. Atheist addicts. Well, I I think we probably agree. I think (laughs) we disagree with the program on the same premise, is that, you know, AA's premise is give your life up to a higher being. Exactly, which doesn't give, it gives up your personal responsibility Mm -hmm. to fix whatever is going on. And I think that's the same with religion. I think it's an escape route for people to not have to take personal responsibility for the morality, for thinking, for intelligence, for death, for well, any, you know, yeah, for well, and the rates of recidivism for, for programs like AA are no better than if you just do it fucking cold turkey. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have major issues with AA and the way that they claim their numbers. You yeah. know, if anyone leaves the program and starts drinking again, then they automatically consider them as not having completed the program, and mm-hmm. therefore they're not counted among exactly. the yeah. members of six. So their success rate's like ninety-seven percent, because only people mm-hmm. that only that ever go to AA for the rest of their life. If you leave it and drink again, well, you're not part of the program. You failed, so we're not counting you. Yeah. which is which is dishonest. But yeah. well, I just how how do atheists even participate? Because. You know, you go through these steps, and the premises is that you have to you have to give up your life to the higher being. Well, there are secular programs. There are secular programs, and there are there are atheists who go through even even AA and just say that you know, my higher power, I've determined to be a black hole in the middle of nowhere, or spaghetti monster, or you know, yeah, they'll they'll pick (laughs) something to do it. But but even then, like I said, the the rates of recidivism are just astronomical. It's Mm -hmm. right. It's it's silly. It's a it's it's kind of a pointless deal. It's like saying prison is a rehab. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of child molesters and cave Jews, shall we uh, <laughs> get back to back Jesus? To, yeah. to religion and, uh, <laughs> Matt, I try to bring it full circle back. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine, yeah. man. It's not your responsibility. It was it was a valiant effort, though. M- Mickey Mouse. It was a valiant effort. Mickey Mouse. It's not too ha, bad. Ha. I didn't say she was nuts. I said she was fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> what voices can't you do, Dan? Obama. <laughs> yeah, you do a much better Obama for sure. I don't know, man. I heard myself the other day, and now I'm not. I think I'm not going to do it. For no, you're 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 Obama's solid, man. It's good. Uh, I told you it was good. Yeah. All right. Um, Jesus. Jesus. As a man, so obviously he was born of a virgin, right, to a lying whore. Obviously. uh, (laughs) Right. Who was lucky enough to have been espoused to a man who wouldn't have stoned her for cheating on him. And And would have been just fine with God raping her. Why not? Well, yeah, sure. Okay, he created everything. I guess he can rape you. Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Actually, I mean, there was there was never like there. There's never any. Hey, I'm the angel of the Lord. I'm coming to tell you that if you so choose, you will bear the son sure. of God and more. Sure. Blah, blah blah. No, it's no. You're gonna do this. It's gonna fucking happen. Well, and and that actually raises another question because outside of say Mormonism, every other Christian sect believes that God's a beer. Uh, a, a spirit of being, a, be- <laughs> a, a being of spirit, right? And so, how does he have sperm at all? 
right? We know that that's the way that it has to work. It's magic. Oh. What was it? The, the cancel of Trent? Well, if he's God, when can't they, he just do whatever they, uh, he wants anyways? Yeah, well, it's like David Copperfield. Yeah, I suppose. If you can <laughs> and do you everything. get a baby, and you get a baby, and you get a baby. <laughs> See, I didn't like, fuck up by saying David Copperfield. That's Oprah Copperfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the Oprah. Everybody look under your seats. <laughs> Babies for everybody. <laughs> you get a Jesus, and you get a Jesus. <laughs> There's a turkey baster for everybody. <laughs> nice. I'm a loser. <laughs> turkey baster full of baby batter under every seat. <laughs> oh, man. We all have saviors. <laughs> Only one was dumb enough to use it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. My prepared stuff sounds so drab after this. I'll be laughing about that for a week. <laughs> Everybody gets a Jesus. <laughs> I can't do an upper voice. I'm not black and middle aged. <laughs> Nobody here is. Nobody here is. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Anywho, ways, Jesus did claim to be nearer and more connected to the God he spoke of, even above all other men, as an adult. Right. There's a bunch of quotes, and they all basically say the same thing. I wrote down like three of them. Um, one is, "I and my Father are one." Everyone knows that. I and my father are one. Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no man knoweth the son but through the father. Um, neither knoweth any man the father save the son, which is three ways of saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he came, he claims, Jesus does, to be one with God, tying himself to Jehovah of the Old Testament. Um, I noted I noted here that Mormons may have an especially difficult time denying this one because... In the temple, they refer to Jesus as Jehovah mm-hmm. by name, which Jehovah actually is just a mispronunciation of Yahweh, mm-hmm. uh, where Europeans weren't sure about the Hebrew and yeah. were pronouncing letters that were supposed to be silent. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> but this identity is not insignificant. Um, but, I mean, we can skip over the crimes of the God of the Old Testament for now. But uh, it's only important to note that this association that Jesus makes to the God of the Old Testament is difficult to overlook. So, the problem is this. Jesus should be condemned for claiming uh, association or identity with with the monster of the Old Testament, um, even though I tend to think Jesus was slightly better. Well, according to biblical accounts, sure. Well, that's all we have. He was more fluffy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's less. less that's like saying that. That's like saying that Pope Francis is better than Pope Benedict. Yeah. Sure. But the, at the yeah, same well, time, fair enough. He's the people's pope. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. At the same time, I, I, I don't think deep. I don't think subtle is uh, any less dangerous. So you have God, um, you know, who, yay, connections. Uh, so we're talking about those individuals who are uh, more moral and ethical because they go out and murder as opposed to the ones that say, uh, Sky Wizard told me I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so you have God who, you know, he obviously loves genocide. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, how many times has he done it? Several. Several. <laughs> you know, well, I, and how I, many times have we... Uh, how how many times has society 
yeah. committed genocide no, in the no, name no. of religion. In, yeah. in, in the name of religion, in the name <laughs> of God <laughs> specifically. But, um, but, you know, you have uh, individual uh, Jesus Christ who um, very much, you know, if you, he was condemning people to hell left and right. Okay, if you disagree with Paul, like we'll we'll just throw us. Paul is the voice of religion. Paul is the voice of Christianity. Christianity if yeah. you disagree with Paul on anything, not just religion, but you know, we'll we'll say, uh, you know, jazz. whether blue or purple yeah. is a better color. If you disagree with Paul in the Utah Jazz, you will be condemned to hell. And so it was anything, anything. And this is specifically, I think it's in uh, Galatians when he's talking about this. Uh, if you disagree with Paul, you will be cast into hell. So just a simple dissenting argument. You will be cast into hell. And to me, that is very subtle, but is more damning and more uh, damaging if we're following this person ideologically is more damaging than saying, you know what, God just fucking killed everybody because he was sick of it. All right, fair enough. But, I mean, that's that's a good lead-in for, for the next uh, episode. Well, I mean, we're not done with this one yet, but, I mean, our next segment of The Mistakes of Jesus mm-hmm. will be his discussions on hell. You're welcome. You're very <laughs> welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and maybe that's a good segue into my little bit about wanting to play uh, this little clip about uh, Podcast Phil. Oh, I set it up specifically for that. Well, thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate it. Um, For those of you who don't know or who have not heard the previous two episodes of The Godless Revolution, uh, we are part of the Podcast Phil effort where uh, the basic tenet is that, you know, we, we... I'll, there, there's there are several different podcasts and a couple other quote unquote corporate sponsors who have all banded together in an effort to help a family that we know is in desperate need of our help. Uh, uh, you know, we we've set a couple separate goals. Uh, the first of which is to raise twenty five hundred dollars for uh, the family that we've adopted in this effort. Uh, secondarily to that is to take any funds that we've raised above the $2,500 and donate them to the Urban Indian Resource Center, uh, both both of which, both the family and the Urban Indian Resource Center, are very, very worthy causes. Uh, like I said, the family is, is a family that's known to us, uh, friends who are going through a really, really difficult time right now and who we want to help out, and any help that you can that you can provide would be greatly appreciated. Um, in, as, as part of that, uh, I've already issued one, uh, donation challenge where, you know, I said that, uh, anybody who donates to this cause, I'll match their money dollar for dollar up to $150. Uh, that was, that was accomplished fairly quickly. And I was really, really happy to see that that was accomplished very quickly. Um, the, the the other part of that is that I today uh, posted out to Facebook that you know I have everything I need I I don't need anything right now sure you know, there there are a few things that I want nothing nothing super extravagant or something or or nothing that I need you know I, like I said all, all of my basic needs are met 
Uh, I'm asking for you to help me help somebody whose basic needs aren't even being met right now. Yep. Somebody who needs our help, somebody who would would benefit from any little bit that you can spare. Five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever you can whatever you can put into this. I'm giving up I, I posted out on Facebook today that, you know, I don't need anything. There are a few things that I want, but if you had any desire at all to buy anything for me for your festive holiday party or or celebration of mm-hmm. of whatever sort, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate this season, uh, or even my birthday next month. Rather than getting me something that I don't need, I would much rather that you contribute to uh, this family that does need our help. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this little clip here from uh, Mr. J.M. Bell as part of the Podcast Phil effort. Hi, this is Jeff from The Left Show. This year, the shows of the Defenestrate Media family put our normal holiday money bagging on a shelf to work for something more important, Podcast Phil. Podcast Phil is a concept, a micro-focused spin on holiday giving by forming a coalition of local content creators like the show you're listening to now to raise funds and awareness for overlooked families and overlooked groups. Our 2014 goals were simple. We've chosen a struggling family and one specific community organization. Success would be declared at $2,500 for our family and $4,000 for our chosen organization. We've fallen short and we need help. Please visit www.podcastfield.com Take a look at our information, take a look at our humble mission, and see if you can't find it in yourself to dig deep and help. Thanks, and have a happy holiday season. So please go out to podcastville.com and donate. Either you can donate in the name of the Godless in, in the name of the Godless Revolution, or even just in my name, Dan Ellis, and I will match your funds. Uh, 50 cents on the dollar, up to $150 out of my own pocket uh, just to try to help these people out. So any little bit that you can spare would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Also, I think it, it, maybe it's important to note, I, I don't know if it is or not, but that Dan and I spent some some time, you know, a couple of few hours at the out at the mall um, asking for donations too. Yes. So, so we're, not, we're not just sitting behind mics uh, begging for donations from, from you guys, but we're actually out there doing it ourselves as well so we were out there holding signs panhandling yeah yeah at the mall during christmas time and we were doing that we were asking for money not for ourselves but for people who couldn't even be out there doing the panhandling themselves right so any little bit that you can spare to help us out would be hugely appreciated not not just by us and and least importantly by us but by the family in question who really really needs our help yep totally agree no, Dan, I have a question. If if there are people who want to contribute but cannot necessarily afford very much, is there anything other than giving a monetary value money that individuals can do? Uh, you know, I, I posted on my Facebook that, you know, rather than get me anything, I would much rather that you contribute to a charity of your choice Mm -hmm. if you wanted to get me something in particular i would prefer that you know any charity that you choose would be the podcast fill effort um but beyond that i mean if you have if you have warm clothing if you have food on your shelf if you have warm clothing take that to if you're going to be at the atheist of utah party this saturday take your warm clothing there donate it 
they'll, they're going to take it to to an organization who will hand that out to people who are homeless and in need of that type of assistance. If you have food, take it to the Utah Food Bank. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, any little bit that you can do to help your fellow man or your fellow person, your fellow human being, is going mm-hmm. to be appreciated more than you'll ever know. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, you know, everybody looks forward to Christmas and and you know, oh, what what fancy gifts or great things am I going to get this year? Like I said, I don't need anything. You know, I, I have everything that I need. There are some things that I want. Fucking Ferrari would be awesome. <laughs> but I don't need anything right now. I would much prefer that rather than somebody get me something just just because it's tradition or because they're used to getting me something or or getting and giving gifts around this time of year, rather than give to somebody like myself who doesn't need anything, give to somebody who is in need. Give to somebody who would, you know, who would who would cherish the gift of a fucking coat mm-hmm. more than yeah. anything I could ever want, you know. So yeah, I, I mean, if if you don't have the 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 means to to provide monetarily, donate donate your time. Go and volunteer at the Utah Food Bank. Go and volunteer at at any other organization, you know. Donate what you can if you have things laying around the house that don't fit or or that you know that you, that you don't have any use for. There are people who will find use for that who who not even who not only will find use for it but who need that that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah. Thank you very much, everybody. If if you could go out to Podcastville and donate what you can, if you can, that would be greatly appreciated. Back to Jesus. Back to Jesus. <laughs> as bad as... Which has nothing to do with compassion, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was a radical for the time. Radical. But, a, uh, but, but being a radical liberal in, the, in, in Bronze Age Israel, yeah. not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, that, that's kind of the situation. I think, I think maybe stoning women to death is bad. I maybe think that you can eat shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe. I wonder if that had something to do with somebody getting violently ill from food poisoning. Well, I, think so. I, I, think, I think that's the same thing with with uh, with the violation of por- or not the violation of <laughs> the, the violation of, of violation of pork. <laughs> what kind of Bible are you reading, boy? <laughs> the uh, the uh, prohibition of pork. Yeah, I think maybe if you need to provide for your family it's okay if you work on a sunday mm. yeah well but there are industries yeah, that require people to work on sunday sure i mean hospitals yep but i mean what are you gonna do if you have a heart attack on a sunday well but if you're yeah. more sorry I guess you're gonna I, die yeah, yeah. I, I even remember asking gather the brethren to pray over you i remember asking mom in i think it was 95 about Steve Young, right? Who was Mormon, and he worked only every Sunday. Yeah, in the, well, they do practice. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But, but the majority but the of their is, work is Sunday. Yeah, the highlight of their work, right? And for and sure. it yeah. just went completely disregarded. It just wasn't even answered. It was, yeah. it was, and I'm just like, well, not well, only. But the thing, the thing is, that's okay because of the amount of tithing he pays. Yeah. Well, and the other. <laughs> And this, this, and the fact that he's giving superstar status to Mormons. This always sure. makes me think of Larry H. Miller, who, prior to his death, owned the Utah Jazz, right? And and mm-hmm. he would he wouldn't go to the games on Sunday. He wouldn't even watch them on television, because, you know, it wasn't in line with his religion. But he had absolutely no fucking problem at all with having all of his players do it. Sure, all of his coaches do it. 
All of the referees do it. All of the fans go out and watch the game and spend their fucking money. That's just fine. He wasn't going to personally yep. do it. And all of the employees he had as his car dealership selling cars on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Or his movie yeah. theaters. Or his movie theaters, yeah. Yeah. Well, and here in Utah, because of Larry H. Miller and a few other very religious car dealerships, you can't you can't sell cars on Sunday anymore. Car yeah. dealerships, by law, are fucking closed on Sunday. By law. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I was watching Booze Traveler. Have you guys seen that? No. no. It's on Travel Channel. It's this guy from South Boston, and he just travels all around the world, and it's kind of like Andrew Zimmern or something, one of those shows. Bizarre where, Foods. Yeah, except for food, he just goes in, all around the world and tries booze, right? And, there, and What he a was, job. That would be a sucky job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking pity that, it's, man. It's awesome. And so, that poor guy. And so, yeah, so he was talking about this, this rum that they have uh, in um, Czech Republic or southern Germany. I can't remember. But, uh, which is a weird place for rum. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck yeah. And so I went online. I'm like, how do I order this, you know? They don't fucking ship to Utah. Mm-mm. No, you can't have any alcohol shipped yeah, to Utah. Fuck that, dude. Yeah, that's like tonight. I got a, I got some Christmas cards or holiday cards because I didn't choose the Christmas theme, but I chose the <laughs> holiday themed ones, and it came with a voucher for hundred dollar wine voucher. That's a great fucking deal, but I can't use it because they won't ship here. Yeah, that and mm. yeah, but and that's bullshit. That that. I yelled at Danielle, and I shouldn't have, but I yelled. To- I yelled. I, I didn't yell. I yelled toward her, and I'm just like, I. This is the first time I ever fucking wanted something for Christmas, and I can't even get it because these fucking guys think they get to make decisions for everybody in the state. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. And, and bullshit. then they claim persecution whenever you choose to say, "Well, you can't fucking do that." We, oh, we already no. can't buy it on Sunday. Don't tell me that I can't tell you what to do. That's bad. That's persecution. Yeah. So right. The- the LDS Church has a three hundred million dollar a year monopoly on liquor, and that's why we have the state liquor stores. They specifically are are the ones that they buy up the liquor licenses so that the restaurants the can't. Yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. that. I don't, For, I don't know if it's true or not. No, but. no, it's absolutely true. Um, and and yeah, again, I'll have to check, but. I'm just saying, I'm not gonna, I'm, I refuse to talk out of my ass on this show anymore. No, I've no, out, I, absolutely. I, I, like I was telling yeah. Beth, I've out-idioted everybody on this show for months, and yeah. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, exactly. But when, when you think about she was it. She like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, we have City Creek Mall, okay? You know, it was, what, a, a $2 billion job? I want to say it was, like, Four point five billion, really that high? Yeah, and that's paid with um, you know the tithing money that was in the holding account. That's scraping off the uh-huh. interest that's being built off. Uh, off I believe that that, that four point five billion is more than the LDS Church has contributed to any charity outside in, of the LDS. Church. In the past, yes. in the past ten years, it's uh, seven seven point eight million dollars. Yeah, in, in a minuscule, tiny, yeah. fucking teeny flea tiny. of an amount. Yep. The LDS churches contributed exactly. to actual charity. Exactly. But yep. the only reason why um, they have two restaurants in there, Texas Day Brazil and um, the fucking Cheesecake Factory. The fucking Cheesecake Factory. Who they allow to sell alcohol. They allow them to sell alcohol, but they're also charging them 
$200,000 a year for a liquor license, and they are the only restaurants that have the resources to be able to afford that. It's amazing what money can do to your sense of morality, right? Exactly. So they're they're like, well, <laughs> when, fuck, when if you pay $200,000 a year, yeah, you can sell, you can serve booze. I thought yeah. we covered this. When it's based on scripture and, 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 and God, it's not morality. Look, all these people, like, I don't care which one, any of these groups, they fucking know this is not, this. they live for this this life just like anybody else. And they prove it every day. And this is a great example of how they're not sure about the afterlife. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be doing any of this shit. Exactly. And I'm yeah. talking out of my ass again, but I'm goddamn right about this one. Well, and I think they justify it by saying, well, if we can charge them extra, then we can take that money and put it toward... You know, more, more important of things. their shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's more of more temples. We can we can more, take yeah, that money and put it toward more of our own personal scent of bullshit. Dude, we can make a documentary called yeah. Meet the Mormons. <laughs> Let's oh, <laughs> where we we interview six six Mormons out of the supposed fifty million that we have that obviously represent our entire demographic. Of who the LDS people are. Yeah, but we should call it. We should. Sure. We should do it. M E A T. Meet the Mormons, and we should be like <laughs> for just this tiny fraction of their total of the total money they take in, they could feed all of Africa. Yeah, exactly. But they don't. Yeah, because it's not based on morality. They could end poverty. They could easily. End and so could so could the Catholics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, fuck the Catholic Church is wealthy beyond anything the LDS Church could ever fucking imagine. Yeah, not not by a whole shit ton anymore, but still. Well, yeah. I mean, when Only you look at when you look at the, the stuff, number but... of self-identified Catholics versus the number of self-identified Mormons, I think the difference there is that the Catholics don't say that you have to provide ten percent of your income yeah, in order to get into yeah. the highest level of king, uh, the yeah. highest level of heaven, right? Well, yeah. and and the LDS Church just on tithing alone is pulling in eight billion dollars a year just in tithing, and that's not that doesn't interest. talk about any of their that's not talking about their for-profit ventures, yeah, any, right? Yeah, just any of their land tithing. holdings, any of their businesses that they operate at a Those profit. Those fuckers and, and, own and 2% of Florida. 2% of fucking the state of Florida. <laughs> and 2% when, of And that, when we yeah. were talking to Greg about that, they're sending, they're sending young kids all around the world to go talk to people who make $8 a month and telling them to give 8%. And you're telling me that's a moral corporation? Ten percent, yeah. That was a what did I say? Eight percent? Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, Ed. City. Yeah, that was that was a terrible, terrible story. Yeah, and that's happening every day. Yeah, every day, all over the fucking. And the globe. church doesn't care at all. No. They want the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what morality. A, what an inspirational story that would make for us to put in our movie, Meet the Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. And and they're gonna tell me that I drink a few beers and now I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Or you had premarital sex, or you drank coffee yeah, well, or tea. So did Joseph Smith. <laughs> he did all of that. Yeah, yeah. Drank alcohol, Joseph Smith. Yeah, and 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 was far more pr- pr- promiscuous than uh than my Kinsey scale breaking ass ever was. <laughs> I remember, I remember being being really really tiny in church and asking one of my. That's hard to believe, actually. And asking one of my <laughs> primary teachers, uh, you know, they were talking about all of these great things that Jesus did when he was around, and one of them was, you know, turning water into wine. And I was yeah. like, well, right. Mormons don't drink wine. Sure. Why would Jesus turn water into wine? That's kind of silly. Why wouldn't he just have left it water? Because that's much better, yeah. right? 
well, it wasn't really wine. It was more just kind of a grape juice. It was, it was, there was no alcohol in it. Okay. It was, it wasn't really wine. They just say wine because, but it was, it was grape. It was a grape product. Like how that's fucking what the ever loving fuck. What kind what kind of what kind of stretches do you have to go through to make yourself like this aligns with the this aligns with the particular theological beliefs that we have. They're not really saying vodka. It's potato juice. (laughs) It's not really whiskey. It's corn soda. That's 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 exactly what it is. It's not wine, it's grape juice. (laughs) But you still have you still Fuck have the problem this, of a perfect God who can't communicate, and then and then you have his inspired leaders saying, Jesus turned water into Capri Sun. You know? <laughs> have a juice box. <laughs> and remember me. <laughs> and remember me. <laughs> Here's some juicy juice. Remember me, please. <laughs> you see, that goes back with pre-podcast. We were talking how um, Jesus probably broke the Kinsey scale, too, because he wears satin. He does all that. So that's where that voice I, is I'm coming sure from. he didn't wear satin. <laughs> did, wow. he, did he wear sandals? Did he wear socks with those sandals? He had to. I he wasn't German. <laughs> I think he was German. <laughs> what? Either German or or somebody from Seattle. Because we imagine fucking, fucking black socks with his Moses walkers and he's wearing Birkenstock. He's got the and the and the and the fanny pack. <laughs> he's just got one loaf and a couple of fishes in there. <laughs> That's I'll a school feed everybody job. with this. He's walking around the desert. <laughs> Dude, I kind of want to meet Jesus now. <laughs> I. I think I met him last time I was in D.C. He was walking around. He was claiming he was Jesus. He did have a fanny oh, yeah. pack, so. <laughs> well, here, I'll eat honestly, some fish out of my fanny pack, guys. It's great. <laughs> All of a sudden, my brain went back to Oprah, too. It's like, what? There's a thousand of you? I'll break it up. A tail for you. A fish for you. It's just like, everybody gets a fish. Fish is for everybody. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We're really drunk tonight. That was a crazy riff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we do this. You were just shy last time. We do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm hoping to not be, at the end of this, as drunk as I was for the podcast. I can't even remember what the fuck we talked about. Yeah, you're, you're probably pretty close. <laughs> but at the end of one of our podcasts, like, I was super fucking drunk. <laughs> like... Like on the verge of vomiting, like oh, so yeah. close to the edge of vomiting that I thought maybe I should just go make myself throw up so that I'll feel a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, which is which is rare, but oh yeah, I have vomited. So it was a fairly recent event <laughs> that, that I vomited from drinking too much, and it was just over the Turkey Day holiday. Uh, Tracy's brother and sister-in-law came into town (laughs) and we went out to the bar. I hadn't eaten anything all day. And then I went out to the bar and I had a lot to drink, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of alcohol was ingested that night at the bar. And I came home and vomited in the kitchen sink. (laughs) And it's probably been 15 years since that has happened. Yeah. Did somebody hold your beard for you? 
No, I wish they had though, because nice. honestly, like I'm vomiting into the sink, and then I look down and realize, oh shit, I got that stuff all. Like, I didn't even eat yeah. corn it's today. It's all <laughs> in my beard now. Like I gotta. One did so. not eat corn. <laughs> Luckily, our faucet is you know sits high above the sink, and I was able to just kind of hold it out and run yeah. it under the water. And my beard, my beard's not nearly as long as yours, but it was uh, pretty close for one one point in my life, and just. Anything, anything that came out of my mouth, <laughs> which was, was it's a like a, it's time. like a, it's like a hair bib. It is, it is. You just kind of lift it up and just dab your mouth with it. Yum. Mm. I can't even, I can't even get anything to grow up on the on the sun side of my chin. So I don't know how you guys get it up to your lips. But, uh, I have, I have testosterone. hair that grows like right under yeah, my eyes. Fair enough. I have to shave under yeah. my. I have, Says I have to the shave Mickey under Mouse Band-Aid man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tells me I don't have enough testosterone for this. <laughs> That's probably true. Could be genetics, too. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So, do you have anything else prepared um, about Jesus? I think that about wraps it up. I I do have a couple other things, I mean, but we pretty much covered it in rants. Yeah? What, other, what are the other couple things you got there? Well, like I said, we covered it. In rants, and then, and then uh, the next segment, which I haven't prepared one word for, is is hell. Ah, oh. and I ha- I have not uh, done the research on that yet, but uh, that'll be segment two of the mistakes of Jesus. Yeah, well, and we touched we, we, on we that. Did, yeah, we touched on that a little bit last week. When and I, this week, I I went on my mini rant about hell and how. Just how fucking stupid the whole concept is. Yeah. Um, have it's you, eternal consequences have, for temporal actions. Well, well, not o- yeah. not not well, only sure. that, but but to know that you know the Bible says that God created everything. God created mm-hmm. everything. God created Lucifer. God created hell. God decides who goes to hell because he is the ultimate arbiter, right? He's the most powerful one. Satan doesn't say you're going to hell. God decides you're going to hell. Yeah. Satan is God's ultimate enemy. And God rewards Satan every fucking day, all day long, year after year after year after year by sending fresh souls for Satan to torture and torment for eternity. This is his ultimate enemy, and he provides him with exactly what he fucking wants mm-hmm. every fucking day. Well, but he created him also, but then he made him his equal. <laughs> yeah, it, right. it doesn't well, make any. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, and here's here's a whole other twist too. You're you're assuming because we only have one side of the story that hell is miserable, right? For sure. me, yeah. for me, heaven is miserable, right? So what if you get to hell? And because he's so different to God, that God says, "Oh, it's miserable down there. It's it's, it's hell. It's, it's but Satan is just like, yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Yeah, except you, except everybody. Yeah. Look, it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be black. It's okay to be a woman. It's all that's fine down it's here. It's okay to be a woman. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just right. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm, it, but but I'm saying, but but on the other end, you have God saying, no, 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 no. If you go down there, it's hell. It's chaos. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that's what. You, who knows? We don't know. We don't have Satan's book. Well, and I've always, I've always been curious to. I've always been curious too about heaven to realize that. Okay, you know, most Christians believe that if you repent of your sins and you accept Jesus as your personal savior, you will go into heaven regardless of anything else that you've done and throughout your entire life. Right? So, let's say that you are a despicable fucking piece of shit 
garbage human being who rapes and murders a child. You go to prison, you're sentenced to death. You're you're going to the electric chair. Before you're electrocuted, you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and then you get to spend your the rest of eternity in heaven with the victim that you raped and murdered and their entire family. Yeah. How are they going to fucking feel about that? Will that be heaven right. to them, sure. knowing that the person who raped and murdered their fucking child yep. is experiencing the same glory that they are? Yeah. Of course not. How is that just? How is that heaven? How is that fucking paradise for anybody? Sure. Well, I, I mean, I have an issue with the Muslim idea of heaven. You know, if they go to heaven and have 72 virgins. Right. Okay, yes. so is that the virgin's hell? Or is yeah. that, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. did they royally screw up and then that's their hell as they have to spend eternity in heaven as exactly. some yeah. terrorists the, has anybody which is, which is exactly why yeah. I mean you scoffed at it but that's exactly why I say Satan might say it's okay to be a woman I mean it yeah. sounds ridiculous but no, God no, doesn't and think that, so and that's yeah. the thing like it was so on point with Christian thinking and that's and what caught me Muslim off guard thinking. and Muslim thinking that's what caught me off guard because just hearing it articulated that way is so fucking absurd but it's yeah. so true it's yeah. so true yeah it's ridiculous yeah and exactly right that's got to be hell for those for those poor girls it's hell for them on earth yeah and then they have to go die and spend do an that eternity too. doing the same thing you know doing yeah being slave to those yeah. same men for the rest of eternity do, or, or even different men it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter it's just yeah there's no thought at all given to given to women and we and, it's, it's, like i said it's only Rich white old men. That's that's uh, straight old men. That's that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. There's no consideration for anybody else. Well, like in the Mormon theology, you know, in the Mormon theology, I know you guys have hit on this many times, but a woman can't get into the highest level of heaven on her own. Yep. No. Without a man. Right. Right. She has to be called there by her husband. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. matter how many wives he has. Right. Now, uh, how many of you guys have been through the temple? I have. You have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you exactly know Noah's like where you are given names uh, mm-hmm. and you have to call out, you know, pretty much in the dark and say, hey, hey, wife, wife that has the same name as everybody else who went through the temple that day every single year. <laughs> right. Wife uh, number one. Wife number one, yeah, come this way. Wife number two, come this way. Um, but I recently, well, recently, uh, last year, um, you know, I was, it, no, two years ago, two years ago, divorce. You should know that. Anyway, <laughs> Stacy's like, I don't know. sometime within the last <laughs> decade, I got a divorce and I had to go through a temple divorce. And it was really interesting to me that I didn't have to necessarily surrender uh, my ceiling to my ex-wife. Now, that was no no question for me. I'm like, fuck, every single tie that I have to her, yeah, take mm. it away. I don't fucking care. But I didn't have to do it. And upon a little bit more research, you can be a celestial polygamist um, as a a male because you are the vessel, and you hit on it, you are the vessel for women to get to the celestial kingdom. So even though they will say, no polygamy and even right now with greg trimble who i really you know going back to the behavioral ecology i want to find that fucker and kill him um <laughs> not really not really internet i, I really don't <laughs> i really don't want to kill you greg trimble but i want to debate you i'm just saying this right now let's let's have a debate um but 
people are denying that the Mormon Church even even teaches a celestial polygamy, which is this is something that I have learned all throughout church. I was elder elder scorn president. Yep. I remember teaching this shit. I remember teaching it, uh, and this was only a couple years ago. And now they're coming out and they're saying, "Oh no, 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 no! We we don't teach that. We don't believe in it. It's fucking bullshit." And I have the letters where it says, "Now it's up to you if you want to, uh, you know, sever this celestial marriage, this eternal marriage. You can go ahead and get married in the temple again, and you can have ceilings to multiple women. Uh, but we have to know that's okay if you think it's okay for your ex-wife to get married again." So I had to give literal authorization to the Mormon church for her to get married again. And my response to the Mormon church was, fuck you. I don't fucking care. And I got a letter back saying that was inappropriate, whatever. I don't fucking <laughs> care. Like it's so fucking make believe and arbitrary. and fictional. Elder Fulmer. I'm sorry that you've strayed away yeah. from the path of Jesus Christ. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Brother Fulmer. Um, we would really like you to come back and just, no, it's it's fucking bullshit. But the way that they treat women, just even in the, and I don't know if you got that sense going through the temple, but it is fucking bullshit how they treat women, even in the endowment ceremony, well, even say, in the initiatory ceremony. I, I, I was fucking bullshit. I would say, yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I would say that's just that's that's pretty much ubiquitous in religion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in fact, in most cultures across the world, I mean, there's there's very few places. Only even pockets of modern societies are somewhat fair, mm-hmm. and most of that is in Scandinavia, some places in Britain, and a few mm-hmm. tiny little sections of the U.S. Yeah, you know, like Navajo Australia, tribe, maybe. Yeah, Navajo tribe is matrilineal, and uh, you have several of the Northwest groups who are yeah. matrilineal. But that's still, you know, those, those uh, Native Americans who are uh, museum artifacts that the large <laughs> society, what they'll the, say that. They'll what do you mean, the Lamanites? The Lamanites. Exactly, the fucking Lamanites, you know. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic that in 2014, yeah. like, I have to fucking authorize my ex-wife to get married again. Well, and this is, this is kind of <laughs> what we were talking about pre-podcast as well i mean it's not just that i mean it's it's that's and that's you were talking about you were asking me about politics i'm not that involved i just tend to lean liberal because the republican party seems to me to not stand for as much but they tend to be anti women anti mm-hmm. non-white anti uh non-straight mm-hmm. anti non-rich yeah they, they've got all these non-stances well mm-hmm. and for the party that professes to believe in uh, you know, individual responsibility and taking care of yep. yourself and personal choice. They don't allow that for women. Exactly. Well, but they don't even. But, but here's the thing: no, no, nobody gets to be a rich millionaire on their own anyway. They're all depending on somebody else. You didn't build that. Every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's let's uh, so, let's break it down. I mean. Uh, you look at millionaires, uh, even current millionaires, billionaires, whatever. They're driving on roads. They're shipping their products on roads that taxpayers funded. They're using electrical or oceans grids. that we built. Oceans, oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my tax dollars. <laughs> Those are my tax dollars at work, man. So I mean, I mean, that's all I need to say about it. But I yeah, mean, you can. No, it. it's, 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 it's yeah. built on the back of of the the poor and the uh, middle class. Um, which what middle class? 
Exactly. Well, yeah, they stand on the shoulders of giants and say, what giant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I did this all by myself. Nobody else helped me at all. Yep. Yeah. Look and, at Mitt Romney. And, and, and nobody else out. needs help from me either. It's like that nobody fucking... Nobody else deserves help. Uh, what's the guy... What's the name of the guy who played fucking coach in the, in the television oh, series? Oh, uh, Hayden... No, no, no. Um... No, not Hayden Christensen. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson yeah, yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Why did I say Hayden Christensen? Craig T. Nelson, <laughs> who goes... <laughs> That's like, I don't know. That was know. Darth Vader, man. Yeah, yeah. That, no, it was, no, it was Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah Craig That's T. Nelson, who... That's a completely different generation. Craig T. Yeah. Nelson, who, who was interviewed and says... Two generations. I was on food stamps. Nobody ever fucking helped me. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I remember him saying that. That's, that's my favorite thing. Like on Judge Judy, she'll say, "Who? well, who's supporting you? I'm supporting me. How are you getting money? Well, I get state aid. Okay, so we're supporting you, not yeah. you are supporting you. We are supporting you. <laughs> well, and like Mitt Romney, uh, shit Romney, uh, where he was like, no, I, I paid my way through college. Nobody ever helped me. My parents gave me $100,000. Yeah, exactly. No that's, yeah. that's what it was. No big his, deal. his parents right. paid his way solely through college. <laughs> right. Well, it's the same with Taylor Swift. Well, how did you ever get a music career going? How did she get a oh. career going? Does nobody know that <laughs> yeah. her dad owns the Swift uh, trucking company? No. No, no I, I didn't know, know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, huh? he's a fucking multimillionaire. That's her dad? Yeah. Swift trucking? Well, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I moved to Pennsylvania. I moved a few hours away from my parents. Yeah, fuck you. You fucking, <laughs> God. You, yeah, he gave you a million bucks to go do whatever you I played you open want. mic Come nights on. in Nashville. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about my The only difference between right you now. and Rebecca Black is that you have a little bit more talent. <laughs> Yeah. Right, like Rebecca Black's dad. Fucking I don't even know who that all is, that fucking. I hate Taylor Friday, Swift. Friday, so. Friday. Gonna oh, get yeah, Friday. that's Rebecca Black. So okay. her daddy paid for this fucking music video, oh, okay. but she has she's a no like zero talent fucking hack. Yeah, Taylor Swift has a little bit more talent than she does, and her daddy paid for all of that, so she's awesome. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> We're talking about Taylor Swift. Now. That's a first, actually. And it was funny because I got yeah. so much dead air. I was just like, "Yeah, fucker, Taylor," and everyone's like, "I had no idea. I didn't. Just, I didn't know about the yeah. Swift trucking connection. Yeah, I yeah. didn't either. Yeah. Yep. Never but it been. makes sense because they have the same last name, so I can make the connection now. <laughs> yeah. But I honestly still there was a leap there, but I, I I was able to fill it in with. No, I didn't know. Thank you very much for teaching me something. This now week. I now I feel like I should research that and make sure I'm right about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right then. Well, thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we will be taking two weeks off because the next two Wednesdays are Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, so we won't be recording a show. Uh, we will be returning in three weeks with a new episode, and we'll be joined by Ryan. Yay! <laughs> uh, hopefully he's out having a good time in Wisconsin and getting a drunk and eating a lot of cheese. Uh, yeah. If you... And shooting stuff, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is that what they do in Wisconsin hunting or something, Oh, yeah, right? duck hunting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if well, you can, if you can, please uh, go out to www.podcastphil.com and donate in the name of Godless Revolution and or myself. I will be matching your donations, fifty cents on the dollar, up to one hundred and fifty dollars out of my own pocket uh, for any donations made from now up until Monday. So, please go out and help those who need your help much more than I want anything. 
Agreed. Yep. And uh, it's funny about those guys in Wisconsin, too. We were talking about with Ryan and all the weather and stuff. Like, in the south, you know, whenever there's a dusting, they shut down the whole state. Oh, yeah. And up okay. there, there's like three feet, and they're like, I can still find my golf ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I live in He's uh, going to go up there in December and go duck hunting. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect example of that. I, I lived in Virginia for about five years, and, um, you know, the, the counties are pretty big. Uh, but I remember, because I was in high school, we had a week off of school because of snow days. For the entire week, in my front yard, no snow. The snow was up in the Appalachian Mountains. So we had like three or four students who couldn't get to school, so they canceled school. (laughs) But there was no fucking snow anywhere in the city. So they freak the fuck out over inclement weather. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they don't have the infrastructure to support it. I mean, they don't have... They don't have trucks to go out and, you know, uh, plow, the road. plow the roads yeah. and salt them and sand them and whatever we do here. But I kind of get it, and nobody's used to it, so I kind of get that. But, yeah. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Beth. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Thank you both very, very much. Till next time. And remember, Godless Revolution is not responsible for anything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> or anything correct. he does after the show. <laughs> <laughs> both correct. Bye, right. y'all. Thank Bye. you, everybody. Bye-bye.